Hello, my name is Jason and welcome to DesignCast. It's a podcast where I interview a wide range of guests and ask the question, how do you design education? Why is this important? Students all learn differently and need varied teaching methods to be successful. It is more important now than ever to accommodate and personalize education for all students as much as possible. I use my 25 years of experience as an educator to ask questions and to learn about the exciting things people are doing to provide for all students and their unique perspectives. Each episode, I chat with guests from all over the world, from classroom teachers, authors, consultants, and beyond. We chat around a range of topics that we feel are important right now. Will you join me in this journey to learn and grow together? If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to check it out. If you like this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, and download from your preferred podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by new listeners. Also, please use the hashtag DesignCast when discussing your thoughts and feedback on your favorite social media platform to connect with me. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. So let's get on with the episode. Jason, Jody Smith shouting out to you from the other side of the world. Hey, my brother, thank you for having me on DesignCast. I'm glad to be a part of it. Congratulations on 100 episodes. You know, not many podcasters have the consistency and the stamina to uh, crank out 100 episodes. So you are amongst a rare breed, let me tell you. I'm so happy for you. So happy to see you uh, podcasting. We... uh, when we uh, lived in the same area, we never even, ta- I don't think we ever even talked about podcasting, but then we, uh, you went to the other side of the world and I discovered podcasting and you discovered podcasting and uh, it's just a great thing to see. I'm so proud of you, my brother, and I miss you. DesignCast 100! Hi everyone, my name is Olukunle from Nigeria and I'm using this opportunity to congratulate Jason for the success so far with Design Cast. It was a great experience being a part of this at some point last year. And also thank you to the listeners of people that have been following Design Cast all this while. Well done and I wish you best of luck from this moment onward. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of DesignCast, and I'm just so fortunate today to have Jeff Emrich with me. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm good, uh, Jason. It's great to be here. I, I we're, we're, we're lucky to make this happen because we're um, at opposite ends of the earth, but you know what? It's almost like you're sitting in my, in my living room, so I'm so glad that you're here with me, Jeff, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, thank you. I, and yeah, it's crazy. Beijing, Beijing to New York, so... <laughs> Wonders of technology. <laughs> the wonders of technology, man. It's awesome. So, Jeff, listen, uh, this is so awesome to talk to you. So if people are not familiar with who you are, can you just tell a little bit about who you are and your background and, and what you're currently doing? 
I'm a co-founder of Rock by Rock. And Rock by Rock is a platform for K-5 educators in any educational setting to help them do project-based learning. We offer a library of project-based learning experiences that are ready to go out of box, but you can customize for your context. And we started that because I've been I've been a teacher. I've worked with teachers in, as like a coach in teacher training. I've also worked with schools and communities to sort of try and redesign school to help it be more career and college ready for kids. Probably not surprising, especially given what you do, Jason, that like when kids are doing projects, like when they're engaged in real world learning that's got authentic purpose, they're on fire. Like it's just like motivation is through the roof. The academics are like they're learning it in like really organic ways. And then kids remember what they learned. It's not like, oh, I did this worksheet and then I forgot about it. And so through our work, like we're hearing things from teachers like we love doing this, but it's super hard to plan. And folks would come visit school and be like, oh, this is awesome, but I don't know how I would scale this. Project-based learning has been around for 100 years and still like it's not something that most kids in most settings have access to. And you're like, and so we started Rock by Rock because we thought like, how can we make this just a little bit easier, create a toolkit that empowers teachers to get started without having to plan everything from scratch. And that's uh, So that's a little bit about me and that's a little bit about, you know, what we're doing. Nice. So you said you were a teacher before. What did you what did you teach? Yeah, so I taught, well, so two, two things. I taught middle school, a bunch of subjects, and it's like sort of like quasi-team, self-contained setting. And then also um, English. I was in Taiwan for a year, and I taught first through sixth grade, basically English as a, as a foreign language. It's crazy because I, I kind of like, you know, run the gamut all the way from first grade up to seventh grade. Although I think middle school is still a sweet spot for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, middle school really caters itself to project-based learning in so many ways. And I, I know that you said that your platform is really kind of pitched for the K to five, but do you have middle school type stuff as well? Or is that in the works or what's what's the and plan? Really, really good question and a timely one because um, we get questions every week about when is middle school coming and can we work and build it out? And we want projects both for STEM and literacy and social studies and literacy. I think if we had talks two months ago, I would have said, yeah, we're going to get to 6-8 eventually. But now I think we're going to try and start getting to 6-8 this winter. Yeah, so it's 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 in the works. We've got a, we've got a few schools that we're going to partner with. So I think what we're going to do is try and co-develop kids and teachers. Like, what, what do you need? How does it work? Let's prototype this together. Because we really want this to be practical and usable. And so, yeah, I had 6-8 on the horizon. Oh, nice. So do you mainly cater to homeschool, to public schools, to schools outside the U.S.? You know, what what's kind of your market at the moment? So our theory is that you can do great learning anywhere. Anybody can wear the educator hat. And so we, we really wanted to build something that worked for any educator in any setting that was sort of place agnostic. And so part of that is because we've we've opened schools and opening a school is really hard. And we thought like, gosh, like we just, we want folks to be able to do this in, in, in any setting. So we work with public, private, charter, faith-based schools, micro schools, pods, homeschools, homeschool co-ops, and, and after-school programs. And they all use our projects in different ways in those settings. We're currently mostly U.S.-based, but we've been starting to get requests from folks in other countries. And so we're trying to figure out, you know, what that looks like. But basically anytime, anywhere. 
I mean, th- you know, I mean, there's a lot of bad things that have happened over the last couple of years. But yeah. one good thing is that a lot of the technologies had to catch up so that we are able to deliver content synchronously, yep. asynchronously, hybrid, that kind of thing, which honestly, three years ago, Flip Classroom was revolutionary in a lot of ways. And so to think about how much even learning management systems have had to actually speed up the process. And so I would think now probably it's a lot easier, as you mentioned, kind of system agnostic, you know, to to what people are doing. And and I'm wondering, so when you talk about these projects, the projects are topical or theme-based, and then people can apply whatever standards or framework around them? Is that kind of how you've built that out? Yes, it's a really good question. So uh, describe the arc. So a a typical project, like, you know, in project-based learning, you've got like a driving question. So each of our projects has a real-world mission. So it might be, how can you help prevent traumatic brain injury from sports or by accidents? You know, how can we support elephant conservation? How can we stop the spread of invasive species? Do uh, we have some like topical ones? Like, should we eat bugs to help reduce our environment environmental impact? Kids grapple with that content um, to help form a perspective on what they want to do about it, and then they apply that in in some way that allows them to affect change. And that might be advocating for a new policy. It might be presenting information to others. It might be raising awareness so others can take action. So everything culminates in this like authentic way that empowers kids to be change makers. And so projects themselves are aligned with NGSS standards as the anchor and then address reading, writing, and listening and speaking standards. Each project has a social emotional hook. So so like creativity, curiosity, empathy, kinship, teamwork, that allows us to really be like truly interdisciplinary. So yeah, so topically topically aligned with a mission and you have like a, a way to take action on that. Nice. And so when a student completes a project, do they earn any kind of badge or certificate or anything like that towards the end? Is that is that part of the program as well? Yeah, Jason, it's like you've got a window in like a telepathic window into the, the roadmap for the future of rock. So I'm like, I'm glad I'm glad you're asking these questions. Like, okay, so maybe we're going in the right direction here. We would like to, we would like to start doing badging. Yes. We don't, we don't have it yet. We have done some offline certificates and things like that, but we would like to get to badging also because the projects are modular, right? So if you wanted to say the, save the elephant's mission where you're learning about the standards related to ecosystems and, you know, bird living and how sound travels, but it's paired with take action project that's letter to Congress. So it's like advocating for elephant conservation, but you could uncouple that, right? So you could pair that with a podcast or a mural or a graphic. Um, but eventually we would like kids to be able to level up, right? Like, oh, I got the badge for conservation and then I got the badge for podcasting, but then I'm getting the podcasting 201 and 301. So yeah. Kind of stacking them up and then maybe working towards something even bigger, I guess, at some point. That's awesome, man. Because I heard you say earlier, the reason I asked is I heard you say earlier about career readiness and thinking about, you know, how, where, where do we finish? Where does this go to? What do we want students to look like when they, when they finish? And um, that's immediately what we grapple with is thinking about, okay, look, everyone learns differently. And why not create a menu for them to pick from and, and then have a pathway that they can then learn on on their own and have options. So it sounds like you guys are on. That's, that's awesome to hear that you're, that you're thinking about that and how, and how you're working through those. That's, that's pretty sweet, man. So where do you guys get inspiration for your projects and the themes that you guys base things around? 
Yeah, it's a really good question. It's a combination of things. So you ask kids and teachers, like, what are you interested in? What do you want to learn? What's hard? How can we be helpful? So that's like a like one of the really big inputs. But then we also know that at least here in the US, learning has to be standards aligned. And I, I don't say has to be like standards are bad, like, the, but to, to use a like in an educational setting, like you need to know I'm meeting the standards I need to meet. And so we looked at what do teachers need? What are kids most interested? What are the standards? And then what's sort of like the intersection between them? And so like our too much video gaming project where kids are debating like, you know, the, the right amount of video gaming, which actually there's probably a lot of reading we could draw on from Chinese policy there. But they look at they look at different standards related to light and how light travels, how sound travels, how information is processed, how the brain works and how our like brain takes in information. And so, you know, we know kids were interested in video gaming. What will what standard allow like would lend themselves to that type of project? How do we group them together? Where does that sit in the ecosystem? So it's sort of like a, a bunch of different inputs, but that's kind of how we think about it. And and really the question is like what's the most engaging, most relevant topic that sits at the intersection of all of these interests. I love hearing it. And and I think it's great that you've got a responsive model, which allows you to constantly be updating and 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 adjusting and adapting to whatever the current situation is. I guess the word would be pivot, <laughs> being able to okay. pivot to to whatever it is that's coming your way. And and so what's what do you see happening in the next year to five years for Rock by Rock? Where would you like to see this go? Oh, gosh, Jason, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I got all day, man. <laughs> Perfect. I got all day. You got all night. A couple of things. We're we're growing our users right now in K5. I hope in five years, we've got a really thriving K5 ecosystem and a 6-8 ecosystem. And then we've got kids who are able to start developing these types of critical thinking, problem solving, social, emotional skills, all in this authentic context. And that if you're able to start that kindergarten, and do that all the way through eighth grade. Like imagine where you're going to be when you get to high school. So our sort of our goal is to build out sort of that that like thriving uh, that thriving network of projects. And then I think as as we grow and as folks grow in their use of this platform, we hope to grow alongside it, right? So how can we add more content that's relevant? How can we add more projects that are maybe more community based? Like we get requests like, oh, help us develop a project that's just centered around, you know. South Carolina. And so we hope to grow the content also. And is there room in the projects for teachers to adapt parts of it to meet their local needs? Is there ways for them to do that? So we do have the the platforms. We tried to make them as flexible as possible. So there's two ways teachers can do that. One is you could take the project as is and you can insert lessons. Like I want to, you know, we're going to, today we're going to do this additional lesson or we have some schools we're going to, oh, like we have a community group that specializes in this. So they're going to come in and help do our launch. And then we're going to do a field trip on, you know, when we get to this piece of it. Or like, I think my kids need more practice with, you know, speed and energy transfer. So I'm going to integrate these three other labs that I've done before. So we have a lot of teachers sort of use it as a, a starting place. And then they insert, you know, additional pieces that they, they, they need or are relevant. The other thing is that the projects are modular. So like for a third through fifth grade project, there's content, there's a set of virtual field trips that are asynchronous because we include interviews with experts to teach kids about each project has an anchor text. So it's like a 30 to 40 page informational text. So kids get at bath meeting. Uh, and then there's the take action project. All of those are also available in a library and they're modular. So you might say like, oh, 
you know, I, I've already got a unit on food deserts and I want to use the ugly food, hungry people magazine that talks about hunger and, 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 and I'm going to insert that into my existing project. And then I'm going to take this other piece of it. So you can take the thing and modify, or you can like take the pieces and sort of put them into whatever your current plan. Well, I mean, I know, seriously, Jeff, we could talk all day about all this stuff. I have a couple things I need to ask you. First off, just in your uh, first glance of your website, you have some videos that you share about the project, some promotional type stuff. I guess you have a YouTube channel. Like what, what kind of, what's the inspiration? I mean, why do you guys do that? Uh, it's, it's, it's a, that's a really good question. Two reasons. So the first is that a lot of, we, you know, you know, like the, the teacher student relationship is so important, right? And there's a lot of curriculum that is sort of like person agnostic in the sense that like, I'm reading this, I'm just reading this information or I'm doing this thing. Right. And so we wanted kids who are going through the experience because you can do this in a class setting or you could do this self-directed setting in the self-directed context. And even in a class context, we're like, we want you to feel like you're on this learning journey with someone. And so my co-founder and I, to start, Sunghae and I, we, we do some of these intro videos to sort of help kids excited, uh, get to know uh, two teachers who are going to be working with them. And then throughout the project, we have text chats. And so when you're through the project, it might be like, oh, you know, we're about to, oh, that was so interesting that we just learned like that elephants can hear sound 12 miles away. Well, did you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't ever know. And then like, there's a joke. And so throughout the project, there are like text message exchanges. And throughout the magazine, there are also text message exchanges that build off intro videos. So as you're going through, you sort of feel like you're on a learning journey with someone. And we have found kids and teachers find that like really personable and relatable. And so that's kind of why we do that. And over time, we would like to have more folks be the, you know, the Sunday night. Be, we're not quite there yet, but like, you know, and then eventually you can imagine kids playing that role. Like kids are being the guy that's helping you take you through a project. But we're, it's, yeah, so really it's to try and make it more conversational, break it down, more relational. So that's why we do that. Yeah, they're really fun. So that's really, I was just kind of, just I, I, in my first glance, it was really fun yeah. to kind of check those out and, and see your videos. I think that is great to have a personalized face to, you know, to know that it's not just some robot who's making these things for them, you know, that that yeah. you're there and you're people too. And uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. That's awesome, Jeff. I love it, man. I think that's uh, that's really great. And anytime you need me, let me know. I'll be happy to hop on. Great. Well, we, I don't love hearing myself on video. So <laughs> no respect. one loves it. No one loves like, it, man. Really, this this is thing. thing. The thing is, that's how you sound to everyone else. So don't worry, man. It's, right. It is what it right. is. Right, right, right. It's, it's all in your head. True. I'm used to it now. It's true. We make making videos for a couple of years, so I've gotten past it. But yeah, it's tough. It's still hard to hear. I I know, man. It's too it's too funny. You'll get to a point where you're okay. You're comfortable with yeah. it. So I have one extra question for you, Jeff. Um, and sure. then we'll talk a little bit about how people can get in touch with you, but. If you were to travel back in time, what would you tell your younger self? What what I have found to be really interesting is that I am right now in in working on this project in partnership with a lot of educators in a lot of settings. I am drawing on things that I have learned at every point of my educational professional journey. There were times when I was doing something and I was like, you know, I'm not really sure how this is gonna like like I, I'm I'm interested in this, I'm passionate about this, where this is going, I'm not 100 percent sure. And I think I worried, maybe worried is a strong word. Maybe it's not. I think I worried like, oh, is this the right next step? Or is this like the thing? Or like, 
what's the long-term goal? Where is this all headed? And like, I kind of never really knew, but I always felt like each next decision, I carried the weight of like, I have to figure out like the next thing. And I think if I just approached it from, no, like as long as you're, you continue to learn, grow, work with others, have an impact, it's all going to like take you in the right direction. And, and they all sort of build because I'm feeling that now, but I like, you know, always like I'm trying to be like well, backwards plan what's the goal how do I get there and like no really it's like enjoy the journey so that that would be that would be the thing I would tell myself enjoy the journey that's awesome so listen Jeff if people are listening and they want to see how they can reach out and get in touch with you or to find out more about your your platform or even to see how they could help what's the best way for them to do that yeah so on our on our platform rockbyrock.com we have a free trial available so if you want to just go on and check things out and try them out you can do that at, on our website, we also have a support at Rock by Rock. So that's also listed at the bottom of our website. And you can get in touch with us through that. And that, like, for anything, you know, like feedback, questions, you want to partner on something, you know, like the, we're, we're here and there's talking, talking with teachers in different settings is one of my favorite, favorite oh, things. Nice. Yeah, it's great. That's why I do this podcast, man, get a chance to talk to new people and to catch up with my old friends. So it's yeah. awesome and, and new make new friends. Well, Jeff, listen, I appreciate you taking the time this morning for you. And uh, I'm sure that Rock by Rock is on the up and up and that we will probably need to talk again in a year just to see how far you've come. So I hope you would accept my invitation to come back at some other time and talk about how far you've gone in, in that period of time. Would love, would love to do that, Jason. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. Again, I'm Jason. I am the creator and host and one-man band when it comes to this podcast. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. And please share it with your colleagues and friends and help me network with those folks who you think will benefit from listening to this podcast. If you own a company or you have connections where you would like to partner with me in this podcast, whether it be sponsorship or product reviews or any other possible services, please reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes and I cannot wait to hear from you. I only do this because I love talking to people and I love sharing my passion with all the listeners. So if you are interested in possibly being a future guest, please reach out and get in touch. I can't wait to hear from you. I really want to hear about how this podcast and its guests are helping you become better or to enrich your lives. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good to one another. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.